G'day, it's Scott Gibbons. You're on the road, I'm on the road, we're on the road together. And do you know how long we've been on the road? This is our 30th show. Last week was 29, today's number 30. It's so good. And thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you for looking after our sponsors. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for telling others to listen in too, because we just love being with you. You are so good to us, and we try and bring you the best show that we can each and every week. So each Sunday, between one and two, here's the show. G'day, it's Sunday, it's Scott Gibbons, we're on the road, and we're not really on the road, <laughs> because we're not allowed, really, to be on the road. There's nowhere that we're really sort of allowed to go, which is very, very strange. So what you've got to do is plan where you're going to go. Where are you going to go? Now, I looked up uh, a, a butte site, Unsealed 4x4, and they talk about the nine things you need to know about Karajini. Karajini, K-A-R-I-J-I-N-I, Karajini. By golly, it's it's in the Pilbara National Park. It draws hundreds and thousands of people conventionally, normally, when the world's a normal place. But it draws hundreds of thousands of people to tackle the gorges and swim in the natural pools and just genuinely and generally go gaga over the beauty of the place. So it's a matter of when you're going to do it. Now, is school holidays the right time to do it? Well, according to this, no. They reckon school holidays, the place is packed campgrounds are full. Uh, you've got to be up before the birds to, to join the queue for the campsite. You, you see the locals love, the locals love going there as well. It's not just the tourists, the locals go there and they bring their kids with them as well. So if you pay by cash then you head directly to the Gales, Dales Gorge campground and the, the earlier you get there the better. Uh, because when one campsite empties, the other ones fill up straight away. And and if you're paying by card, well, you go to the visitor centre to pay, and they'll let you know if you can get a site. Otherwise, there's an overflow campground and even uh, an even camping site beside the landing strip, that they'll use that during super busy periods. Now, it's easier going down than up. So if you're not real fit, if you're not real fit, you might struggle from for some of it because the climb down into Dale's Gorge is fairly easy and fairly beautiful and then when you want to get out of there uh, then the, the climb down's lovely but the stairs back up <laughs> not so good so if you're going to go there get on that step tread machine first and so you've got your legs all pumped up and ready to go now it's circular pool it's a bit of a scramble down the gorge face and then the serenity at the pool itself everyone speaks in quiet tones so that all you can hear is the trickle of the water dripping down the pool. It's just wonderful. So the climb back up, that's a bit of a struggle. <laughs> so if you've got a big backpack full of extra gear, uh, then that might make it a little bit harder for you. But Hancock Gorge and Knox Gorge uh, are ranked as the toughest. So really, really tough ones there. Uh, can you glamp it? Well, yes, you can. In the western section of the park at the Karajini Eco Retreat, besides a campground, Similar to what you'd get at Dales Gorge, you can spoil yourself, and you may as well, why not? So you've got to book out a deluxe eco-tent, and they come with an ensuite and a queen-size bed and power. So how good's that? So unlike Dales Gorge Campground, that's run by the National Park, the Karajini Eco-Retreat zoned by traditional owners. So uh, you're, you're also only a 10-minute walk from the Joffrey Gorge. You can use your own gear to cook with or you can head down to the reception area and that's got a bar and a restaurant and that's open for breakfast lunch and dinner seven days a week when when the world is open again it's not there now you can't go there now 
things have changed. But when, when that flag drops, as we were talking about, when the flag drops and we're allowed to go, you've got to plan where you're going to. You've got to do that. So the average length of most of the gorge walks, uh, and again, it's best to do a little bit of exercise before you get there because it can be exhausting, but at the same time, extremely rewarding. So at the end of each trail, there's usually a water hole, so you can just sit and relax, and that's beautiful if you just want to have a refreshing little swim. Uh, <laughs> when I say refreshing, it can be brass monkey cold. <laughs> it can be. So you can just relax and enjoy the peace and the quiet. So there you go. But if you take your kids with you, maybe not so much peace and quiet. <laughs> no fires are allowed. Make a note of that. It's not, it's not much fun staring an orange LED light strip when the sun goes down, but it can get very cold. So however, the rule is in place, the park is highly flammable. So we don't want any fires there. So the rangers practice good fire management. They conduct cool burns regularly. You can notice in areas around the park, spindly gums have been blackened, but uh, they're now sporting regrowth. Uh, the spin effects and the buffalo grass can get high as well. So there's no bins. The preference is you take out what you bring in. So during busy periods, a covered trail is placed in the temporary camping area for rubbish disposal. But it's better to take yours away. Eh? Let's do the right thing. And that's what it's all about is doing the right thing because that's what keeps Australia beautiful. It's the beautiful people in Australia that keep Australia beautiful. So um, you, you'll find that uh, phone phone technology is... Uh, okay, not great. The visitor centre is one place where you'll get some, uh, but mostly, mostly you'll find Telstra might be a little bit stronger than some of the others, but uh, there's no coverage in the camping area. So everyone has to go back to doing what we used to do before mobile phones were invented, and that's talk. <laughs> talk to your family members, talk to other campers. So there you go. <laughs> and you can have a hot shower. So the visitor centre has been built in the shape of a goanna as it moves across the ground. So it's symbolic of the local Banjima Aboriginal people. And the tail represents their history, the stomach, the Aboriginal law, and the head, the future direction of the traditional owners. So there's a variety of displays that tell the story of the relationship between the Banjima uh, and the other tribes there. And it also took place... It's great. If you want some souvenirs, uh, if you want some drinks, some ice creams, then uh, if you want some landscape photos, then you can get them there. So the priority of most, though, is to pay $4, put down a $20 key deposit, head down to the toilet block for a hot shower. Busiest times are in the morning when the visitor centre opens and afternoons before it closes. Lunchtime uh, seems to be quieter. So... <laughs> So it's it's how people run your tyre pressures and the speed at which you travel uh, might might be a bit of a problem because you've got lots of corrugations, so you've got lots of dust, broken windscreens can be a problem. So be aware, uh, have an air compressor. If you've got an air compressor, take it with you. Don't leave that at home. That little bit of extra weight might just make all the difference. So uh, if you don't have phone coverage, then you're not going to get maybe road service cover. So always carry something to let the air out of your tyres, and a little stick will do that for that matter. But you need one to put the air back in. So there you go. So that's what you've got to do. You've got to try and make things happen uh, and try not to break windscreens, which means stay off the back of somebody else. And, you know, when you're coming up close to somebody else, go wide, do as much as you can. So uh, there you go. All good. All good. So the important stuff is it's in the Pilbara region of Western Australia. Your nearest town's Tom Price, and that's about 100 kilometres away. Your camping options, where you take out what you bring in. Fires are not 
permitted. So you can there's some free camp hotspots there as well. The best time of the year is the cooler months, April to September, and you need your air compressor, as we mentioned, to gauge, and you've got to be fairly self-sufficient. Camping will set you back about $11 a night, plus a daily vehicle fee of about $13. So check that out with uh, WA Parks and Wildlife. So that's terrific. Hey, by the way, we're in Bathurst now. We're at Bathurst. We're in Kelso. We're in Wiseman's Ferry. We're in Bilpin, Lithgow, Bathurst, Mudgee, Orange. We're coming to Gosford real soon. And we're now national on the Vast Network, Channel 665. And I've got to say good day to Gail and Vern there over in Canada and Brian and Ruth there in the UK. Well, glad to have you on board. It's so terrific. Uh, what about we have a little bit of music? And if you're going to go there, then you're going to have a perfect day. I'm sure of it. One perfect day We'll be out walking Something is calling me Whoa. This perfect day I can't stop thinking Are you over there? Are you happy there? And tell me If I still One perfect day One perfect day 
Now, a few places, because when, we, when we're allowed, when, as I say, when the flag drops and we're allowed to get back out there again, then we've got to know where we're going. And one of the places you want to go to, I would suggest to you, is Cloncurry Shire. So few places can claim to be as influential in shaping Australia as Concurry. It was the birthplace, the birthplace of the Royal Flying Doctor Service and destination of the very first Qantas flight. So the very first Qantas flight, where did they fly to? Concurry. Have you been there? If you haven't, it's one of those places you've got to go to. It's a community that celebrates outback life, the true Australian way. And you can experience the fascinating history of Clancurry from transport and mining and agriculture. And you can walk through the Clancurry Unearthed Visitor Information Centre and Museum and be taken in time to the founding days of the Clancurry and the rich mining history that shaped the Shire. So there's things to do there. You've got the Clancurry Unearthed Visitor Information Centre and Museum. You take a step back in time and you explore the rich history of Clancurry and the surrounding district of the Clancurry unearthed museum with historical collections, photographs, memorabilia. There's indigenous artefacts and one of Australia's most comprehensive gem and mineral collections. So there you go. This place rocks. <laughs> so John Flynn Place Museum and Art Gallery, that's there as well. The, there's seasons you can go. The July, August is the time to experience action-packed weekends if we're allowed to get out there again otherwise you put it in there for 2021 you've got the chinaman creek damp you've got fossicking that you can do but clancurry it's got a population of around about around about three and a half thousand it's known as the friendly heart of the great northwest so it sits on the junction of the landsborough highway which is the matilda highway and the flinders barkley highway which is called overlanders way and it's nestled on the banks of the clancurry river hey in 1861 burke and wills with King and Grey were the first known Europeans to come into the area on their ill-fated expedition to the Gulf of Carpentaria. So Burke named the river Clancurry for his cousin, Lady Elizabeth Clancurry of County Galway in Ireland. And then in 1867, Ernest Henry came this way searching for grazing land and instead he discovered copper and named the find the Great Australian Mine. And the town was then surveyed in 1876 and named after the river. So you've got terrific points of interest. The John Flynn Place Museum and Art Gallery, you can explore the very, very beginnings of the Royal Flying Doctor Service and the history of the outback aviation and medicine and radio. It's just terrific. You've got the four-wheel drive historical adventure. That takes a four-wheel drive adventure with the Ballarat Mining Heritage Trail. You'd pick up a map, and the brochure from the Cloncurry Unearthed Visit of Information Centre, and then away you go. The Chinaman Creek Dam, or you can relax at the Chinaman Creek Dam with a barbecue, or you can have a bit of a fish if you want to. You've got cemeteries. You can go to Quamby. Now, here's something big. If you go to Quamby, you will increase its population, because currently the population of Quamby, Q-U-A-M-B-Y, Quamby, how many is it? Zero. Nought. Nil. Nothing. So there you go. You go there. You've just increased its population. Just you by 100%. Just fabulous. So it's located about 60k from Cloncurry. Quamby was once a busy little railway town servicing the cattle and the mining industries. However, now it's a roadside stop between Cloncurry and Normanton. And the old Quamby pub still sits on the site. That was built in about 1860s and it served as customs house. And on the last weekend of July each year, hundreds 
flock into Quamby for the annual Quamby Rodeo. Uh, and you can witness the thrills and the spills of the greatest little bush rodeo in the northwest. So the Quamby Rodeo Grounds, uh, the home of the Quamby Rodeo, that's you can see hundreds go there, hundreds, to see that that particular rodeo. It's terrific. And then you've got the old water tower, the Rum Can Water Tower. If you want to go to Dajara, D-A-J-A-R-R-A, Dajara, that's got a population of 150, so you can go there. It's a sleepy little outback settlement. It once was the biggest cattle trucking centre in the world. So it's got a population now of 150, and it was once the biggest cattle trucking centre in the world. So it's on the uh, on the Diamantina Development Road between Bullia and Mount Isa, and it's just terrific. It, 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 it trucked, the area trucked more cattle than Texas in the USA, and drovers would bring cattle from as far away as Western Australia. Wow! To put them on the train at Dajara, so fabulous. So you've got the Dajara Hotel, you've got the Post Office Museum there, you've got the Rock Quarry. Now you can go to Duchess. If you haven't been to Duchess, you've missed out because it's got a population of two. Two! So Duchess is a former mining town. It's a hamlet of the railway line between Cloncurry and Mount Isa. Alexander Kennedy was a pioneer pastoralist and, and he discovered a rich copper ore body there in 1897. So there you go. The settlement once had 2,000 people living there with a school and three hotels and a fruit shop and the Catholic church and the cricket ground. So today you can just relive the glory days over a drink or two at the local Duchess Hotel where the beer and the stories, well, they just flow. So you've got the Duchess Hotel, you've got the Lime Quarry you can go to, you can go to Kajabi, K-A-J-A-W-B-I, Kajabi, population there, wow, massive, five times bigger than Duchess. So we're talking huge now, you've got a population of 10. So it's a tiny, sleepy little settlement in the Cloncurry Shire. Hey, if you want to go somewhere where you're not going to be rushed, you know, where you want to go somewhere where you can just relax, then you go there. And the Calcadoon Hotel, it's temporarily closed, but hey, it might be open by the time you get there, so that's good. The Burke and Wills Junction, that's got a population of eight, so it's nearly as big as Kajabi, population of eight. So if you're breaking the trip between Cloncurry and Normanton on the Matilda Highway, that's the Burke and Wills Roadhouse. It's named after the route taken by the ill-fated explorers. If you don't know the story, Burke and Wills, B-U-R-K-E-A-N-D, Wills, W-I-L-L-S, Burke and Wills, go and look them up, Google them, read the story, because if, you, if you're going to go out west in the north, in, in that Queensland section, you've got to know about Burke and Wills. It's an amazing, amazing story. Not necessarily one with the happiest of endings, but nevertheless. So it's situated at the Burke and Wills Junction. It's a turn-off for travellers heading to Gregory Downs and Adele's Grove. Adele's Grove, by the way, magic spot. By golly, that's a pretty, pretty, pretty spot. That's at the Lawn Hill National Park. So the roadhouse provides meals and cold drinks and snacks and... So the things you've got to do in Cloncurry is you've got to visit the John Flynn Place Museum and Art Gallery and be taken through the work of John Flynn and the beginnings of the Royal Flying Doctor Service. The Royal Flying Doctor Service is just an amazing, amazing thing. If you don't know about the Royal Flying Doctor, you should. So you get to explore one of Australia's biggest gem and mineral collections at the Cloncurry Unearthed Visitor Information Centre and Museum. You can explore the mining history at the Mary Kathleen Mine the Ballarat Mining Heritage Trail, the Fountain Springs, which is a permanent waterhole. That's good. The sunsets are just something you've got to take in. The sunsets are amazing. And then you've got the bird life. Whoa. At John McCreek Dam, you've just got an abundance of birds. 
and you can go to the Cloncurry Airport and see the very first Qantas hangar, and it's still in use today. The very first Qantas hangar still in use today. So there you go. You've got so many things to do. But one of the things you should do is look up about the Flying Doctor. So you go to flyingdoctor.org.au. It is the most amazing thing in the world. The Flying Doctor, it's one of the largest and most comprehensive aeromedical organisations in the world. It provides extensive primary care and 24-hour emergency service to people over an area, you ready? 7.69 million square kilometres. 7.69 million square kilometres. And, and their whole mission is to provide excellence in aeromedical and primary health care across Australia. So if there's a charity you want to support, that is, if, if you're going bush, if you're driving around Australia, if you're a grain nomad, if you're going for your very first time to the outback, you've got to support. If you want a charity, then you support the Royal Flying Doctor Service, which is called flyingdoctor.org.au. And if we're talking about Cloncurry, then you've got to listen to the Cloncurry cattle song. James Blundell did it. James Blundell. So here's a little bit of James Blundell singing about Cloncurry, and you will love it. We'll be back with you in just a little while. It's Sunday. It's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. Not really on the road, but we're on the road. We're on the road in spirit. Our heart is on the road, and we'll be on the road again soon because we're all pitching this together. We're all staying inside. We're doing our thing. We're doing our social distancing. But here's the Con Curry Cattle song. You enjoy this. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. Love being with you on a Sunday. Back to you soon. Along a sandy watershed, aligned with noble guns, was something of an enigma amongst the northern run. Until the 1860s, when in no apparent hurry, Burke and Wills just wandered down and called the place Cloncurry. From the Flinders Plains to the Selwyn Range, from Bull Creek to the Gulf, from the Turpentine to Miramine, we chased the Mickeys out. From the Gidgee Scrub to the Quamby Pub to the Creeks of Cabaroo, are the cattle in the curry are the best we ever Turned Ernest Henry West And Copper in Cloncurry Put his weary horse to rest He bribed the local Calcadoon To where Big Fella Copper lie And they found the great Australian mine Cloncurry began to thrive From the Flinders Plains to the Selwyn Range From Bull Creek to the Gulf From the Turpentine to Mirror Mine We chased the Mickeys out From the Gigi Scrub to the Quamby Pub To the Greeks of Cabaroo
name of the best As men on stock camp bring bats in and truck them from the west The mining days are all long gone, we're content to mill behind The lingering lolling cattle and thank Henry for his fun From the Flinders Plains to the Selwyn Range, from Bull Creek to the Gulf From the Turpentine to Miramine, we've chased the Mickeys out from the Gigi Scrub to the Quamby Pub to the Greeks of Coveroo Our cattle in the curry are the best we ever knew Oh, I've lived on lamb and lived on pork and tasted corn on blue But the cattle in the curry make the greatest hardest you Oh, you're James Blundell. James Blundell, Eklund, Curry Cattle Song. I hadn't heard that, and, and I thought, I've got to find something because we're talking about Clon Curry. Let's try and find something for you. I think that was a beauty. It was a beauty. Now, if you're going up that direction, then you're probably going to pop into Longreach. And if you pop into Longreach, you will not be disappointed. Longreach is just fabulous. It incorporates the communities of Longreach and Ilfracombe and Isisford, Yarrika, and Emmett, it's and if you haven't been there, if you haven't been up there to see it, by golly, it's good. I've done it. I've I've done it a couple of times. It is just excellent. It's the main community centre for the region, home to many historical stories and sites. and And since the completion of the rail link in the eighteen hundreds, visitors can take a trip back in time to explore the historical town, follow the footsteps of the Australian stockman, the Australian stockman's hall of fame. And that's where you'll find it. It's it's in Longreach. It's home to the Australian Stockman's Hall of Fame. It opened in 1988, and it's a tribute to the pioneering stockmen and the stockwomen of Australia. Now, you've also got the Qantas Founders Museum, and that explains the outback story of the founding of our world-famous international airline with displays that expand on what life was like in the 1920s Queensland. And to completely visit, you can take a, a ride on a stagecoach. So you can take a dinner cruise along the Thompson River or a working station. Uh, it's just fabulous. You've, you've got to do it. So the, the Stockman's Hall of Fame, it is immense. It's a fabulous thing to do. It's extraordinary. One of those things where you've done it and you go, tick, done that, that was worthwhile. You can do a sunset cruise along the Thompson River while watching the sunset and then enjoy a meal and spectacular entertainment on the riverbanks. Again, this is all happening when we're allowed to do it. We can't do it today, but you've got to put it on your little tick list because, you know, it's going to happen. We're going to get let out again. We're going to be able to get free and we'll explode and explore and we'll do all the things we want to do. And this is what we're doing now is we're working on things that we can all do. But the Cobb Co. Uh, stagecoach experience, you can take a gallop through history on a Cobb Co. stagecoach and that's followed by a marvellous performance at the Harry Redford Old Time Tent Show. You've got station tours that you can do. You can witness how the iconic wool industry works. You can have a big country meal in the rural land and and then the town centres there you've got the outer barque interpretation centre the longreach powerhouse museum and the history centre you've got machinery mile it is just it's fabulous there's things to do but the hall of fame you've got to do that the founders museum you've got to do that the cruises the outback show the comico tours the camden park station tour uh, there's so much. You can go to Ilfracombe while you're out there. It's got a population of 350, and you can learn the story of Western Queensland, how it preserved itself within the streets of this special little outback town, fondly known as the hub of the West. So Ilfracombe, I-L-F-R-A-C-O-M-B-E. 
It sits proudly at both a pub and a golf course and a swimming pool and an artesian spa. It's got heaps of interests as well. You've got oh, museums and the World Shot Centre and the Folk Museum and uh, Jackson's Collections. You've got so many things to do. Isisford. Go to Isisford. That's got a population of about 260-odd. It's, it's on the banks of the Barku. It was settled in the mid-1800s. And the architecture reflects its humble beginnings. The town boasts an 18-hole golf course. So there you go. Just go there to play golf. You've got swimming pool. You've got tennis court. You've got museum. It's all there. Camping's permitted at the Barku Weir and the Oma Waterhole. So that's terrific. Yarraka, population 20. <laughs> How good's that? Attractive community with gardens and general store and post office and fuel and a pub, accommodation, meals. It's, it's all there for you. You've got to do it. Emmett. If you don't go to Emmett, they will miss you. Emmett, E-M-M-E-T. Write Emmett on your list. Population, two. Two people. It was once a thriving railway siding, a population then massive, 30 people. But today you've got two residents and the town has a picnic shelter and an interesting historical display in the railway station and visitors can join off-road driving, camping and self-guided bushwalking uh, area. So it's terrific. But you've got Longreach Legends, you get an attraction pass there, you can go to the Stockman's Hall of Fame, the Qantas Founders Museum, the Drover's Sunset Cruise, the Sheep and Cattle Station Tours. The Drover's Sunset Cruise, if you do that, you get top deck cruising, the licensed onboard barn, table service, dining, live entertainment, that's all happening. You've got it all. And there's accommodation up there, you've got everything. The Hall of Fame Museum... That's got Australian books, quality stockman's clothing, if you want to get that, and you should anyway. Anything that's Australian, you've got to buy. You've got to do it. So Stockman's Hall of Fame. And it's a beautiful building, a beautiful building. And it'll give you a real feel, a real feel of what it was like in the outback pioneering days. So you can go to the Kinnan & Co. Outback Pioneers Longreach Centre. You'll ride the Cobb & Co., You'll cruise the Thompson, you'll explore No-Go Station, you'll discover Winton, you'll stay in Heritage Style and much, much more. But the Qantas Founders Museum, they've got a jumbo jet there. <laughs> somehow, somehow, and they did it, they put a jumbo jet right there. And they've got other old aircraft for you to see as well. It's an amazing story, an amazing story. So you've got to do it. Take photos. Wherever you go, you're going to take photos. Longreach is amazing. So you can do the big three pass if you want to do that. So you can do the Outback Heritage Story. So you go to the Stockman's Hall of Fame, the Outback Pioneers and the Qantas Founders Museum. Your kids will love it. You will love it. doesn't matter what age, you will really, really enjoy it. It's that good. So because Qantas was there, who, who sang Qantas' song? Well, that was Peter Allen. The song that he sang was I Still Call Australia Home. Qantas used that. This is the home of Qantas. This is where it all started. So we might as well have a little bit of Peter Allen. What do you reckon? So Peter Allen, he was an Australian singer, songwriter, a musician, an entertainer. He was known for his... Uh, oh, jeez, he was flamboyant. <laughs> he had a flamboyant stage persona. He had lavish costumes. His songs, his songs were done by so many people. Melissa Manchester, Olivia Newton-John... Arthur's theme, which is the best that you can do, that was done by Christopher Cross, and that won an Academy Award for the best original song in 1981. So he, he did a lot of recording for himself. He was a cabaret entertainer. He had a concert career. He even did a thing in America called Radio City Music Hall, and he went on there riding a camel. <laughs> 
But I still call Australia home. You've, you've heard that for years and years and years in all the advertising campaigns and especially for Qantas. And that song was added to the National Film Archive's Sound of Australia Registry in 2013. So he was the first husband of Lisa Minnelli. <laughs> Lisa Minnelli, first husband. Uh, they got divorced uh, when he came out as being gay. So uh, there you go. And he died of AIDS himself. But his song or, or his career was then encapsulated in a, a stage show called The Boy From Oz. And Hugh Jackman played that. And Hugh Jackman went across to America, did that show on Broadway and won a Tony Award for the best actor in a musical. So let's have a little bit of Peter Allen. You might remember. Remember Tenerfield Sadler? He did that as well. So you'll, you'll love this. Peter Allen, here we go. I still call Australia home. Peter Allen, you enjoy that. We'll be back with you in a little minute. We are on the road. We're on the road with you every Sunday between 1 and 2 at Scott Gibbons. And then, don't forget, we're going to tell you about some of the great people who help us put the show together very, very shortly. So here we go. Peter Allen, I still call Australia home. See you soon.
I still call Australia home. So good, so good. Thanks, Peter Allen. We really enjoyed that. Now, we talk about getting out there. When it's all over, we talk, and we keep on saying it. When this is all over, you've got to get out there. And one of the things you've got to do is maybe consider, consider joining Outback Mates, outbackmates.com.au. It's a, it's a member-based loyalty program that guarantees you discounts and deals across the Outback Queensland region. So if you're going up, Outback Queensland, then join outbackmates.com.au. It's got over 250 participating businesses, and you get a great deal on accommodation, on tours, on cafes. Visitor information centres will give you even more info. Uh, you've got souvenirs, events, you've got transportation services, and it's fabulous. So you simply go into your nearest participating Outback Queensland Visitor Information Centre, you grab an Outback, Mac, Outback Mates membership card costs $20 forever, $20 forever, and you can purchase it for yourself or as a couple, so it's just fabulous, there's so many things that you can do in Outback Queensland, and you're going to get a discount, so to find out, all you've got to do is go to outbackmates.com.au, and I think that's just fabulous, now if you're going up to Queensland, then you may as well pop in and see Sunland Caravans, because... Quality with them is simply a matter of pride. So they've got so many things going. And they've got so many models. You've got the Phoenix and the Blue Heeler and the Longreach and the Pup and the Mini. They'll do custom vans for you. They've even got some used vans. So off-road vans built by Sunland Caravans are made to last. Wherever you want to go, wherever you want to go, Sunland will get you there. Their five-year manufacturer's warranty combined with the incredible 20-year chassis warranty it has you covered. It just has you covered. And that's how confident they are in the quality of their off-road manufacturing of their caravans. And they've been building off-road caravans in Caboolture, in Queensland, for over 15 years. And their caravans have undergone more than a million kilometres of off-road testing. So to find out more, you go to Sunland, S-U-N-L-A-N-D, sunlandcaravans.com.au, sunlandcaravans.com. .au. Fabulous people, you'll really enjoy them. And if you're going to go out solo, if you're going out solo, then you can't go out without a bog out. You've got to have your bog out. It's made from exceptionally strong material. And what is it? A bog out just turns your wheels into a winch. So it works forward or reverse. Unlike a normal winch, which only pulls you forward, this goes forward or reverse. There's no motor to it, no nothing to it. All you do is wrap it around the wheel of your vehicle. So it's suited to sand, mud, snow. It's designed, tested, and made, made in tropical North Queensland. So bog outs are new, it's a unique system, and it's safe to use. It's compact, it's reliable, it just comes in a handy little bag, like a little sack. And you can even, if you want to, you can probably put it in your glove box. But it's made in Australia, Designed, tested in rugged North Queensland for over 10 years. Over 10 years. And you can use it on most vehicles. Cars, four-wheel drives, maybe even your tractor. And if you've got something super huge like a heavy bit of machinery, they might even make a special one just for you. So how do you find out more? You go to Bogout, B-O-G-O-U-T, Bogout.com. Now, I, I had some friends come out here from overseas. They hired a motorhome. I said, you cannot go without your bog outs. So they bought a bog out, they bought a pair of them. And fortunately, they didn't need them. But I knew that if they did, they were going to be safe. But they took up no room. They're super, super light. A brilliant product. Bogout.com. And you will love it. 
you will love it. And if you're looking for a great Christmas present, then bogout.com. I think that's one of the things you've got to be doing. Now, if you're going out, you're going out, then you've got to go to the McKinley Shire. That, that incorporates the communities of Julia Creek, McKinley, Canuna, and Nellia. So Julia Creek and Nellia, they're, they're located on the Flinders Highway, which is the Overlanders Way. McKinley and Canuna, uh, they're positioned on the Landsborough Highway. And Canuna and Julia Creek, they're connected by a fully sealed road. So that's nice and easy. So you've got service centres there, you've got everything there to do. In Julia Creek, you've got a visitor centre, it's called At The Creek. So you can stop, stop by the Julia Creek Visitor Centre. You can meet uh, some... <laughs> now, here's something you might not be aware of. You can actually meet a couple of cute, fat-tailed dunarts. Dunarts, D-U-N-N-A-R-T-S, dunarts. Now, if you don't know what a dunart is, I'm going to tell you, because they are just terrific. The, the dunart, it's, it's a tiny little, tiny little animal, like a, oh, like, a, like a bilby, if you will, but even smaller, and they're just, just... Cute, just terrific, but they're on the, the list for maybe disappearing, so if you can pop in and, and the staff there will tell you all about them. But they've found some and they've bred some and they've fenced an area away to protect them from cats and foxes and, and all the things like that. So there you go. You might even have a bush dinner at the Julia Creek Caravan Park. They've got a paddock to plate long tables that you can get, so that's something to check out. You can check that out at, at the creek, A-T- the Creek, all one word, at thecreek.com.au. Check that out. There's things to do. There's things to do. The McKinley Shire, it's wonderful. So if you go to Julia Creek, you've got a population there of around about 400, around about 400. And you can go to the Duncan McIntyre Museum there. And that's got relics, uh, synonymous with the past, of course. But they've got a proud display of machinery and fossils. And they've, they've got things from that are 110 million years old. 110 million years old. So, whoa, that's good. You've got the Julia Creek Historical Walk. You've got the Spirit of the Light Horse Sculpture. That's got to be something beautiful to go and see. Just just to go up there to see that, I think, would be worth it. Uh, then, if you want to, you can go to McKinley. That's got a population of 20. So it sprang up in the 1900s when the bore on the edge of town was sunk to give a permanent water supply and became a service centre for the surrounding stations around there. So, Terrific. The McKinley Tourist Centre and Library in Queensland. It's it's the Queensland's smallest public library. <laughs> smallest public library. You've got to get your photo taken there. That's just a winner. That's just a winner. You send that to around the world. The smallest library in all of Queensland. You've got the Walkabout Creek Hotel. Ah, you've got to do that. Walkabout Creek Hotel. That's there. Kanuna, you've got a population of 20. That's got the Blue Gila Hotel and the Combo Waterhole. And Nellia, you've got a population of 10. Hey. Gee, you'd know everybody in town by their first name. I wonder if they have phone numbers or they just <laughs> they just yell out across the window or something. So that's something to do. It's, it's located about 52 kilometres east of Julia Creek. It's a small town, a lot of character, and a range of accommodation options. You've got the Outback experience. You've got everything there. There's even Wi-Fi. Can you believe it? There's Wi-Fi. And you can check out the art gallery and the world's largest Brolga sculptures. The world's largest Brolga sculptures. So don't forget, you can become an Outback mate as well. That's something to do, and that's outbackmates.com.au. Hey, there's so much to do. There's places to go. Mount Isa's another place that you should be considering. Put that on your list. Mount Isa. That's a. It's nestled among the ochre red Selwyn ranges on the banks of the Leichhardt River. Just wonderful. So that you can do Outback at the Isa. 
There's the Riversley Fossil Centre. There's the Mount Isa Rodeo. Now, the Rotary Rodeo, Rodeo in Mount Isa, that's on my list. I've got to do that. The Mount Isa Rotary Rodeo. That's something to do. That's there. And, of course, you've got the Fishing Classic as well, which is the Lake Mundara Fishing Classic. So much to do. So much to do. The Mount Isa... Rotary is normally, or the Rotary Rodeo is normally on in August, around about August, so check that out. Maybe, maybe we're allowed to get out and play by August. Anyway, let's let's do something good. Why don't we get you, why don't we get you a little bit of music? If we're going to the Isa, if we're going up Queensland Way, then we might as well have some beaut things to do, eh? Uh, and I think you're probably going to go to a pub. If you're going to go to a pub, then you're going to have a shout. If you're going to have a shout, then let's have a little bit of Johnny O'Keefe with... Shout! Here we go. Johnny O'Keefe, you'll love this. You will love it. Johnny O'Keefe and shout. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. It's Sunday. We're on the road. We're on the road together. And this is fun. Good to see you. And you enjoy yourself. And look after each other. Look after each other. Keep that social distancing going. And it uh, won't be long before we'll be able to shake hands again and do all the things that us Aussies do. But in the meantime, here's Johnny O'Keefe and shout. Good on you.
I guarantee I'll be whistling that all day long. Thanks, JOK. Thanks, Johnny O'Keefe. Shout, eh? You can never get too much of Johnny O'Keefe. He's so good. Now, one of the things you've got to be uh, aware of is cleaning solutions because with your caravan and whatnot, you've no doubt if you've got a toilet in there, then it's a matter of how to clean it. Now, Thetford... Thetford have got a, a new range or a fairly new range of cleaning products that are designed for the caravan. So unlike most ordinary household products, the new cleaning agents that Thetford have brought out are safe to use for plastic and ceramic and your toilet seals. And that's crucial for keeping your onboard amenities in pristine condition. From your bathroom cleaners to your tank fresheners and beyond, you'll love the way that Thetford have, have made their range so easy to use. So a bad smell can turn a good place into a bad place. So that's somewhere you want to avoid. And, and so to keep your bathroom looking good and smelling good, Thetford Bathroom Cleaner, it's a powerful daily cleaning agent for all your plastic surfaces in caravans and motorhomes and includes the Thetford Cassette Toilet and the Porta Potty. So it's got an active foam that easily removes calcium deposits, giving you, if you like, a refreshing shine and guarantees what they call perfect hygiene. And whilst aggressive ingredients in most ordinary household products can be harmful, this is something to be aware of, ordinary household products can be harmful to the plastic and mobile toilets. The Thetford bathroom cleaner, they say, is 100% safe and, and it's available in about a 500ml bottle. So you won't run out for a long time while you're on the road. Now then they've got the toilet bowl cleaner. So if you've got a toilet on board, then again, you've got to keep it clean regularly to avoid any unwanted odours. And that's where the Thetford toilet bowl cleaner comes in handy. It's a concentrated, it's a fairly thick concentrated formula of toilet bowl cleaner and it coats the bowl for better cleaning and targets all those hard to reach areas of the bowl. It just leaves a, if you will, a lovely fresh scent behind. So it allows you to enjoy more time on the road. And again, they say it's safe for both plastic and ceramic toilets, which means that you can have peace of mind. Now, the other thing to have is the Thetford tank freshener. So you'll you'll no longer have to put up with the unpleasant smell from the wastewater tank, the shower, the wash basin or the sink because you pour the tank freshener directly into the sink or the shower drain and the efficient formula will do the work for you. So it's a daily care and maintenance cleaner. It'll effectively reduce deposits and accumulation of grease in just a few inches. So the result is that you get a fresh water water tank, uh, improved hygiene and a better discharge from the tank. So the Thetford tank, it's available in a 1.5 litre bottle. So there's something, Thetford, you'll find those in most caravan shops. So that's a good thing to do. Uh, in the, in the, uh, what have you got? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had this for you, which I thought might be good. So a couple of little hints, if you have, uh, you can fill a, a milk bottle with hot water now, if, if, sorry, a milk bottle with cold water. Don't fill a milk bottle with hot water because the plastic's so thin, it, it just will scorch your hand coming through, you won't be able to do it. So you fill a milk bottle with cold water and you leave it on the dashboard of your vehicle and that will let the sun heat it up so it's just not cold water anymore, it should be nicely warm. And then if you prick some holes in the top of the milk bottle cap, and then you've got a nice warm shower. So if you're camping and, and you want a nice warm shower and you think, gee, today's a nice warm day, get an old milk bottle, plastic milk bottle, fill it up with cold water, put it on top of your dashboard, and you should be fine by the end of the day. That should be nice and warm. Then you've got to put some holes in the cap, and that would be good for you. Now, the, one of the other things that people often do is they're looking for something to uh, protect their razor. So if you've got a big bulldog clip, 
and you put that over the head of your razor, that'll protect them from scratching other items in your toiletries bag. It'll also protect your fingers. So all you do is if you've got your noodle, your little razor, uh, then just put a paper clip, one of those big bulldog, not paper clip, a bulldog clip over it, and that should protect you nicely there. And another good hint, I didn't know about this one. You probably did, but I didn't. It's, it's to how to make your grill non-stick. So you just cut an onion in half and rub it on the hot plate prior to cooking. Just cut an onion in half, rub it on the hot plate prior to cooking, and that should be a clever thing for you as well. That's good. Now, preparing your camp oven, if you've got a camp oven, some people call them Dutch ovens, some call them camp ovens, but if you've got one, the thing that you have to do is you have to do what they call season it. So if you've got a new one, you've got to season it first. So that means you rub cooking oil inside and outside with a cloth two or three times over one or two days, and that will prevent it rusting. So before you use it the first time, fill it with water, heat it slowly, don't boil the water, and then your camp oven, uh, you could be able to clean it inside and it's now ready for use. So you rub cooking oil inside, outside with a cloth two or three times over one or two days. That'll prevent the rust. But before you first cook, fill it with water, heat it slowly, don't boil the water, and then you clean the camp oven thoroughly inside and it's now ready for use. So there you go. Now when you store it, you wipe the inside of the dry oven with a lightly oiled cloth or paper towel before storing it. Importantly, too much flame will overheat it. So when you're doing your, your campfire cooking, your cooking should be done in a bed of coals with some coals placed on the lid for even heating. But too much heat will cause evaporation of liquids inside the camp oven. So you might consider a tripod stand with a hook. That, that might be a good idea. But otherwise, just use the coals and just be careful not to overcook it. That would be good. You can have a, a rack if you want. Venting is important. But the, the good thing is... Don't put your camp oven where people will trip over it. That's very important. Uh, don't cook on a blazing fire. Burn hardwood to make good coals. And never put cold water into a hot camp oven. Never put cold water into a hot camp oven. Don't use detergent in your, in your camp oven either. Don't use detergent. And you use a stick to remove the coals off the lid before opening. Uh, and make sure you have a hook or heavy gloves handy as well. So there's some little things for you, some nice little things. And, and I think if we're going to have nice little things, we might as well have a song to go with it. If we're going to have a song to go with it. I reckon, I reckon, if you're going to do all that toilet cleaning, if you if you clean your van, I think now's a great time to get out there and clean your van, do all those things. So if you're going to do that, what about we have the loved ones, the unloved? Here it is, the loved one by the unloved. Here we go.
unloved me the unloved and we're all loved aren't we we are all loved especially in this time when everybody's just wondering what's going on you know those that love you and i hope you send the emails or phone calls or whatever you can to all of those that you love just to let them know that you're okay find out that they're okay and it's i think it's bringing people back together i think families that haven't talked to each other for a long time are getting back together and they're talking about getting back together then you should be talking about the Red Arc Toe Pro, which is just brilliant. It's an Australian invention by an Australian company who, by the way, sell around the world. Sell around the world. This is Aussie stuff. So when you're driving on the open highway with a trailer towed behind you, you no longer just have control to just braking for one vehicle because you've also got to brake now for the additional two and a half tonnes or whatever it is that you've got behind you. So for that reason... The electronic or the electric brake controller system in place when you when you come to a sudden halt, you should be thinking about getting the Red Arc Tow Pro because it delivers safe and effective trailer brake control designed to help you feel more more secure on the road. More secure, I think. See, there's a lot of brake controllers out there that are now old, maybe old in age and old in technology, and this. This Red Arc, R-E-D-A-R-C, R-E-D-A-R-C. And if you want to find out more, go to redarc.com.au. It's regarded as being the best in the world. The best in the world. And I think that's just fabulous. Now, if you want something else that's good, and you want to put the boot in, and if you're going to put the boot in, then you might as well wear a pair of good boots. Now, Australia is famous for boots. Famous for boots. And one of the boots that you've got to be looking at is the Rossi boot, R-O-S-S-I, the Rossi boot. I think they're just terrific. They've been going for 110 years, and they're still owned by the Rossiter family. So each successive generation inherits the passion for the great boots. And I guess if the, if the boot fits, then wear it. So in 1908, Arthur Rossiter began making boots in his back shed, unaware that he'd be creating a business which would span four generations so and he was a fair dinkum bloke too he was an Aussie rules footballer professional lawn bowler he represented Australia Uh, he was a horse owner he liked to back a horse or two in the races but it was his 
his determination, his conviction in your will, uh, if you will, that after 20 years of working for others in the shoe trade, he went out on his own. And he was so confident, he quit his job, sold his house, and used that capital to set up his first shop in Adelaide. So his cricket boots, his footy boots, and his elastic cider boots quickly built the Rossiter name, and the boots are called Rossi's, R-O-S-S-I, and then successive generations have continued to grow the same name by innovating and creating hardware and footwear designed to do the job and drawing their inspiration from those early days. And in 1915, he did his bit because he designed a boot, a combat boot, as he said, for our boys. And the success of that boot in World War I led to decades-long association with the Australian Defence Force and an enduring legacy that the Rossi boot must be tough, comfortable and ready for action. So there you are. If you want to find out more about those, then you go to Rossi Boots, R-O-S-S-I-Boots.com.au. So, what about another Australian product? I think we should. This is one I knew nothing about. I knew nothing about. And it's called Bowden's Own, B-O-W-D-E-N apostrophe S, Bowden's own. But if you want to go into their website, it's B-O-W-D-E-N-S-O-W-N.com.au. And this is a fabulous story because what it is it's all about? Car polish and car products. And it's just terrific because what it was, they, they're Australian made and they're Australian owned. And they've always believed in the importance of supporting local industry because it employs Australians and the profits remain here and it helps the nation. So, and as they say, there's too many imported products flooding our nations or flooding our nation's shelves, taking away Aussie jobs because they send their profits back to their parent company overseas. So they began 15 years ago when they sourced the best local research chemists to ensure that they had the finest quality formulas to be able to stand toe-to-toe with any, any imported range. And with all the manufactured and bottled, everything's manufactured, bottled in our or in their Brisbane-based factories and they're putting a lot back into the local industry. So they looked closely at what they could do. So they, they created the bottled car care products and then the way they show how they do that and it's just terrific because the bottle, the bottle they use is made in Australia. The cap is made in Australia. The product formula was created by Aussie chemists. The label created by an Aussie designer, printed in a local factory, and then applied by hand, by local hands. And then it's packed and sent in an Aussie-made carton. So it's blended and filled by hand in their local factory. The ingredients are all Aussie-sourced. It's just fabulous. That's the auto-body gel. So if you're looking for a Christmas present for someone, you're looking for a birthday present for someone... I think you've got to go to Bowdoin's. Now, you'll find them. You'll find them in Super Cheap Auto, Auto Barn, Repco, Auto Pro. But I didn't know that we had Aussie car products. And the beautiful thing is, is that they support other Australian organisations. Even the labels are put on by the Endeavour Foundation. So that's a a diverse community organisation that provides person-centred support for people with a disability. So sometimes you might get one of their bottles and as they say, the label might be on there a bit wonky. Well, that's fine. The product's terrific, but the label's been put on by hand. And I think that's just sensational. So, And they reckon that their products are the best, 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 best that you can get. And the other thing they do, um, and they tell you about what is Aussie in their products. So, And they admit, they say, we can't get 
microfiber cloths made in Australia. They've got to be made overseas because the Australian textile industry was almost completely killed off in the 80s. But they still get the packaging designed and the majority of it made here with the different cloths and sponges being hand-picked and hand-checked and hand-packed. So that's terrific. So there you go, bowdenzone.com.au. I think, I think that's just terrific. So if you're going to be doing terrific things and we're worried about the coronavirus and we're worried about who we're going to see and when are we going to see them again, then I think, I think we might as well finish off the show now. And it's been great being with you. Gee, I love being with you. So I think we will finish the show off with a butte butte song. It's called the, it's from the angels and it's called, am I ever going to see your face again? And you know, we are, you know, we're going to see your face again, but you'll love this song. The Angels, and we're going to see your face again. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. It's Sunday. I'm with you every week between one and two. Fabulous being with you. Thanks so much for your support. Thanks for looking after our sponsors, and we appreciate all the good stuff that you send us through to say thanks for the show. And while I'm at it, we've got people in the UK, Brian and Ruth. Thanks for listening in, Brian and Ruth. We've got people in Canada, Gail and Vern. Thank you for listening in. And we've got people all the way around Australia, so you're just terrific. And by the way, just before I go, Phil Kale, Phil Kale and Lindy Lou, they might even be making a comeback fairly soon. I hope they do. I think they're going to come back and make some more music for us so you get you get a chance to listen to their talents again. So, okay, until next week. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. I'll see you on the road.